This is Konsenshu, the podcast, episode 504, for the week of July 23rd, 2023. Well, hello, welcome back to... Konzenshu. The podcast. Uh-huh. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. Yes, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of podcasting because we got a podcast. We must. There is an imperative <laughs> to podcast. Uh, I am Mike and joining me once again, it's, uh, I don't say eternally banned, uh, repeatedly banned from the show, yet forgotten and immediately invited back. It's Ken. Yes. We end every show rebanning me. Yes. And we lift it temporarily. Yeah, yeah. For the next episode. That's how that works. If there's a need, I lift it because, you know, you got to get the right person for the job. And I got the right person for the job. We're talking about artistic hoaxes. I, I have struggled finding the right way to title this, to categorize this, to explain this, because what I would like to discuss today, and that's why I have this esteemed panel here, this panel of two, is to look at these and kind of like grade them on some sort of scale, which we haven't talked about or just discussed in any way or decided upon at all yet, and just kind of like trek through the, the modern age of hoaxes for Dragon Ball. Now, the way I want to describe this, and this is why it's tough to put into words, is because these aren't just jokes. These aren't just gags. They're not like, oh, the next day we revealed something like, oh, here's how we did it, as we did ourselves in 2004 with our Dragon Ball AF, which itself was already an existing thing at the time, where we did a flyer, which if you could read Japanese, you knew was fake, uh, a commercial, which slapdash you could probably tell was fake and then the next day we said here's everything here's how we did it here's what everything means we're not talking about those kinds of things we're talking about the someone went to that level of effort and kind of like stuck with their story and or took someone else's material and purposely tried to misinform disinform on something and we're going to talk about how how good it was how, how well it worked uh and how long they got away with it and what kind of like the, the lasting impacts of them are. And the reason, Ken, I think you're the right man for the job here is you kind of like straddle the line a little bit (laughs) (laughs) with some of the pieces you've put out over the years. And by years, I I do mean that years going back here. Uh, I think you retweeted it. it was one of your earliest ones, the 2019, the might get in trouble for this. Yeah. And it was, you know, so one of the things I like to do when when I do these kind of edits and, and yeah. hoaxes, if you will, is I like to tap into what what's the zeitgeist of the Dragon Ball yes, mood yeah, yeah. at the moment. And at the moment in 2019, and some would argue still <laughs> the case, everyone is hungry for more super anime. Are they? And so I, so I made something which could have should have been obviously fake. Yes. And I think to many people it was, but I repurposed Dokkan art. And so I had a Super Saiyan 4 Goku, and I gave him silver fur Mm -hmm. to kind of imply some sort of ultra instinct. But then I would also go in, and this is where its details matter, Mike, is I changed his boots. Oh, okay. So that they are Z boots and not his boots from GT. And then I added Pan in there and, and Vegeta with like green hair. Then I took a screenshot of it like from the side tilted off of of a screen. So it kind of adds like another layer to it, like, oh. I shouldn't be posting this. So anyways, yeah, I've been doing this for years and I love doing it. And I I, I do think I do straddle the line, Mike. I think it's partially malicious <laughs> and, and partially just to have fun. So I want to do two things before we get into the, the real examples. One is... Your might get in trouble for this one reminds me a lot of, and I don't know if you were consciously inspired by this or or have talked about this, but it reminds me a lot of when we first got the photos of the Battle of Gods poster, and we didn't know if it was real or not mm-hmm. there in 2012. Uh, and we kind of had to do our own kind of like digital and imagery forensics to try and figure out, is this real? Because it actually was. That was the poster for Battle of Gods, and, and we learned about it soon thereafter. But it's very rare if it's ever happened, that we get a leak of something that is a potato photo, tilted side, that kind of thing, that it just doesn't happen. If we get a leak of something, it's like when Jump Force ships with its full source code included. Like That's the kind of debacle that happens with these kinds of leaks. You don't just get 
someone took a photo of a screen. So was that part of what went into that design or were you thinking of that at all? No, uh, I just, I think that when you do that, it does make the digital forensics harder. Yeah. Because you're now going through another layer. Yeah. And then it's, it's believable as like, oh, I just, I walked by and snapped a picture of it and then got out of there kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's that example. And then the ones that are really fun are your manga ones. Uh, I think the the best one is Beerus and Weiss at the 28th Budokai, but you've also done things like things with the translation of the manga. Um, yeah. The the one about um, Raditz and the, the gentle heartedness and your dialogue actually kind of like goes off the page a little bit. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't be that way in a real release. In some of those old Viz ones, in some of the early ages, it was a little bit like that when they were editing, um, you know, like speech bubbles and stuff. They would go a little crazy with that. And that edit itself was meant to look like a photo, but that that picture was entirely digitally created. So funny to to appear, and you know, and so I targeted a release that not a lot of people have. Not very many people mm-hmm. know that you could get Dragon Ball Z in floppy format back in the day. You go to the gas station and grab it, right? And so it's easy to target a release that not a lot of people have to verify something like that. Yeah, you give it an air of legitimacy, like this is the release it came from. This is the very specific right. thing. Well, you can't get it, so yeah. And I was targeting what was what people were talking about at the time yes. when it comes yeah, yeah. to Bardock. So it's like <laughs> I don't want to like put myself up on a pedestal, but it's like social commentary. But then I'm also yes. like uh-huh. knives out at people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of like performance art that you're doing at that time like you said it's commentary on what the fandom conversation is but you know you get to play up uh, (laughs) yourself to the fandom a little bit i love it all right so let's start getting into some of this stuff knowing your backgrounds and you've been doing some of your own you have all the background on these but i love that you're you're doing your own kind of like digital forensics on them at the same time too this is great so i want to set the stage a little bit and then we'll figure out what our ranking is. So I already mentioned the DiZX 2004 Dragon Ball AF prank. Again, that was a thing that we fully revealed the next day. It was never necessarily meant to confuse people. I mean, it was meant to confuse people, but like you, it was like the thing of the day. And like, of course, come on, figure it out, folks. And we revealed everything. And so there's no long lasting impact, I think, of what we did. It's that people talk about the fact that we did it, not that, oh, AF is real. I feel like that almost put uh, like a pin in that period. Like, oh, well, they did a prank on it. It's definitely not real. And AF kind of went away and would be reborn in the form of Hoshi, which we'll certainly get to down the road. Yeah. Everyone remembers that you guys did that. Yeah. It's something people people would look forward to. And when you guys fused websites. Yes. (laughs) On April 1st, (laughs) no one was quite sure whether or not to believe it. So those are not the kinds of things we're going to talk about here. Uh, Another thing we're not going to talk about, other than maybe one example, was, um, and I should say were, the millions of fake leaks throughout the entire run of Super while that was on TV. Uh, There were just so many that it's kind of impossible to remember what some of them were. Um, They would last for a week and then you'd actually get the episode and it would be irrelevant at that point. They were so slapdash, so quick and so in and out of our collective memory. So there's probably a lot more along those lines. And we'll we'll talk about one of them because it kind of lasted a little bit longer and then we didn't think that was going to happen. Then it did. We'll get to it. And then one last setting the stage thing here is I will say that we really benefit from our own forums install going back to January 2004 um, because we can pretty much track down anything from this modern era on our own domain, <laughs> like on the consensu.com domain, there's some written history of it. And we have the hardest of the hardcore fans. So like when something happens or is brought up, someone's talking about it that day. So we can look and see, all right, it started in June of blank year. That's when that happened. Um, so I'm very thankful to that. Of course, we're missing some of that like in between period. Uh, I talk a lot about how that in between period from when Usenet died to when our current installed forum is. There's like a lot of just really richly important lost history there. So there's probably some really good hoaxes and pranks in that area that are just lost. Think about that as we talk about it. So Ken, I want to turn it over to you. We're going to go through a bunch of these uh, examples, but we need a ranking system here. I think we should also evaluate whether or not it would hold up. Okay, some of these good. are going very, very old. Yeah, yeah. And just the the way people perceive mm-hmm. these kinds of hoaxes has changed. The way we've, our digital understanding of 
how things are composed is different. Yeah, for sure. So what what is the the scale? You want to just do a basic one to five? You want to do one to seven Dragon Balls? Yeah, let's keep it one to five. That's one to five. Okay, <laughs> nice yeah. and easy. All right. This is one that's straddling the lines a little bit <laughs> because it's, it is an April Fool's joke and it was one that I was involved in. Um, but I think this one has a little bit of a, a lasting impact. In fact, right before we started recording, I got one last tweet that was asking about this one and that's from april 2002 so this is going to be the earliest I, i'm going to consider like the modern era and i guess if we're talking about modern era we're talking like post tsunami post ps2 video games even though this is a ps1 video game now for the longest time there was a rumor that gotenks was an unlockable playable character in final bout and what you historically saw on bad game facts listings was something like beat final bout on the hardest difficulty with trunks nine times in a row and you'll unlock gotenks now with the advent of cd drives and computers we were eventually able to do things like pop it in our computer and extract of the models from the game, all of the voice files from the game. So it became pretty clear pretty quickly that Gotenks was in fact not unlockable in Final Bout. However, in April 2002, uh, a certain lady named Mary and a certain guy named Mike took advantage of this and did a little bit of pranking on Temple of Trunks there, April 2002. Uh, and we edited the character select screen of Final Bout, which was an actual capture. So this wasn't, we weren't ripping, we weren't emulating. You could emulate PS1 games at that time. But Ken, so, so you know what I did is I did an actual capture through a composite cable so it would introduce some natural fuzziness to the mm -hmm. video. Um, edited originally at 640 by 480. I think I still have the master. Uh, shrunk it down to, I think, 320 by 240. And so we added Gotenks down in the bottom right. Because if you look at the final bout select screen, with everyone unlocked, there's a row of five, there's a row of seven, and then there's another row of five below that. And so there's kind of like two open slots. So we thought, well, if we add Gotenks, that's uneven. We have to add someone else. Let's make this really obvious. Let's add in Pilaf. And then for a while after this, you no longer saw this is how you unlock Gotenks. You saw this is how you unlock Gotenks and Pilaf in Final Bout. So Ken, looking at this screenshot, which again, miraculously, I still have the PSD master file for <laughs> 20 odd years later. Um, what do you see in this photo? Pilaf stands out immediately. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, but he stands out so much that you don't even look at Gotenks. Yes. And what I was looking, you sent me the this document today that had a whole bunch of these hoaxes in them. And yep. I looked at it and Gotenks was not even on my radar because I was so distracted by Pilaf. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I, I just was like, of course, yeah, Gotenks is in this game. I'm not even thinking about that. So the Gotenks, the, it's the stealth Gotenks of this image. Yeah. Yeah. Really enhances it. I wish I remembered if that was intentional. I remember not being happy with the peel-off, and that really shines in the final version. But like you said, it's so distracting <laughs> that you don't even notice him down in the bottom right there. Yeah, it's it's very clever. Let's say that was intentional. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't know if you want to give it two rankings, <laughs> like one for the time and then one for the, the modern era looking at this. Mm -hmm. How would you rank this one? So I would say... Uh, a three out of five. Yeah. In total. Uh, I, I really think that Gotenks really elevates it. Um, I did send you some pictures. You did, yeah, yeah. Uh, earlier where I did go ahead and blur out that peel off mm -hmm. just to kind of show you what that might look like. And then I also did some more contrast work on it to yeah. kind of blow the colors out ever so slightly to match everything else. Yeah, that's what you need to do is it's just not blurry enough. It's it's an overly, like it was the best photo we could find at the time, which itself was overly sharpened. And it mm -hmm. just doesn't blend in alongside the others. And Mike, you've said this before, but it's so hard to make good things look bad. Yeah, yeah. Like intentionally, like perfectly bad. And so I blurred it. I resharpened it. I blurred it again. <laughs> I did kind of some more wiggle work on it. Again, I had to adjust the colors. So it's there's a lot you have to do to really get something to match like that. All right, I'll take it. I'll take the three out of five for that one. So that was April 2002. We're going to jump ahead a couple of years here uh, to Budokai 3. And this is something that we've had in our rumor guide for the longest time because it, it was a big deal back then. Budokai 3, everyone was looking forward to it. Uh, they expanded the roster in incredibly over the span of the three games there. And we saw this screenshot floating around of a giant golden Ozaru great ape fighting Kula. Now, we already knew that we were going to have 
uh, Super Saiyan 4 GT stuff in this game. Here's the background on it. So we have the original screenshot <laughs> that the person who faked this used. And it's actually from a, a GameSpot um, screenshot of the time from, from their preview coverage of the game. Uh, and in October, October 22nd, 2004, specifically on Dranet, which was uh, a popular fan site of the day, I think kind of in its its later later time frame there. Um, the original artist Genki says, my goal was fun with this picture, not to believe to people it is look, it's English, not their original language, not to fool people into thinking that golden Ozaru was in the game. So this is just a photo that kind of accidentally was taken out of context and made the rounds and, uh, convinced people for a while that golden Ozaru was in this game. Now, Ken, I don't want you to break my heart here. Because I think this one's really good. Uh, so all right, look, look, look. It was 2004. <laughs> I thought it was really good, and even looking at it now, I think it still kind of is. The PlayStation Two had what were known as jaggies. Yes, and you can see the complete lack of jaggies on this Golden Ozaru here. He's too smooth, and so even back then, I took one look at this and said, "Well, that's not real." the The way that he fakes it looking like a 3D model is 10 out of 10. The shadow, look at the shadow under him. Yeah, the shadow too. But this is where it comes down to compositing. Mm. And if you look over at Kula's outline, I sure hope you're going to include visual. I, I am. I forgot to mention this earlier, but for the YouTube version, I am going to throw photos up on the screen. Yeah. Okay. The Kula, you can see on his tail, especially just how jaggy it is along the top. And there's none of that in that golden Ozone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So I sent you a picture where I went in and tried to recreate some jaggy outlines on there just mm -hmm, to enhance mm -hmm. it just a little bit just to kind of give you an idea of what that could look like with those jaggies to maybe obfuscate the truth just a little bit more but again this was not this person's intention yeah that's exactly what i was just gonna say is that it was taken out of context they were just having fun they wanted to mock up what this could be like and look eventually we got great apes and playable in our games it would take the sparking mm -hmm. games to to get there but you know hooray we got there. So with these two, the, this hoax and the past hoax yeah. that we just went over, mm -hmm. I sent you another two images. <laughs> yes. Of these two, I took the original screenshots, not the ones I doctored already. Yeah. And I just put them on CRTs mm -hmm. and tried to make them look like they're running on actual CRTs. Yeah. And and like we talked about earlier with the my my fake uh, picture of Ultra Instinct Super Sign 4 Goku. Yeah. Once you plant it on something like that, it becomes, to me, that much more believable. I don't know. I still like it. They got rid of the GameSpot logo and everything. I mean, that's simple clone yeah. tool stuff down there in the bottom, yeah. but still, I love this one. All right. Let's talk about uh, a couple that are not art related. Um, there's certainly an art form to translation, and this person did not understand it at all or very purposely. This is the thing. We don't know the source for this one, so it's hard to say, but this is the classic fake super otaku magazine interview with akira toriyama was the interviewer's name tihashi berry that always sticks out in my mind i didn't write it here but i remember julian always commenting at the time like those are not the order of syllables that someone would use in japanese that led us to think that it was intentional like they were dropping those things of of course this is fake these are all the things like i'm not using punctuation i'm writing gotenkusu i'm tihashi berry like of course this is fake but we don't know the source of it um i've been able to track this back to at least 2006 and if it was intentionally fake not meant to mislead like we should all be in an, on the joke well, that flew over a whole bunch of folks' heads here. Um, this interview is regularly still propped up as proof of something. Uh, usually it's for strength debates. Uh, and the quote in particular I want to read here is Toriyama-san says, uh, well, I don't know yet. I've planned some things with Gotenkusu, but he won't be the focus of the entire saga. You'll see as things develop. As for their strength, Gotenkusu is a little bit stronger, but you wouldn't notice a difference. Still, Son Goku will always be the most skilled martial artist. Smiles. But Gotenkusu will not be the only person to go higher than Son Goku. So you've got the smiles in there, which is an obvious nod to laughs, which is regularly <laughs> placed into interviews, which again leads me to think that we should all be in on the joke. But a lot of folks didn't quite get that. Um, there's some internal inconsistencies throughout the interview where they misstate 
what time frame of the completion of the manga this interview is happening during. So again, I think you're supposed to be in on the joke. Ken, do you remember this one? I do not. Really? It's brutal. (laughs) It's really, really bad. Uh, I didn't link the entire thing here, but just reading this one section, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Just the, the use of the word saga. Yeah. Immediately, because that's such a distinctly Funimation piece of terminology. It is. And someone who's translating from Japanese would almost certainly not write that <laughs> that yeah. way. Every other anime or manga uses arc, arc as the yeah. terminology for hen. Right. Or we're going to enter a new chapter. I only mention this because it is extremely long lasting. I, I don't think you regularly see it anymore. So I'll contradict myself a little bit there. But for a really long time, this was just so prevalent out there and continued to be used as the basis for, well, I understand this strength debate better than you because I have a quote from Toriyama saying here who says that Gotenkusu is the strongest. I love the Gotenkusu because <laughs> yeah. it's so it's, it's so strange it is. to see. Because I know when I was first getting into Dragon Ball and I was going online and places like, you would see something like Gotenkusu pop up on like planetnamic.com or sure. different other sorts of places you wouldn't see that in 2006 by that point no no tanks was the install we move ahead a number of years here mentioned this before but dragon ball af is resurrected as dragon ball hoshi hoshi died in 2015 this feels like it was the longest lasting thing but it was really only a few years because we did end up getting new movies and Actually, only about two or three years because of Battle of Gods. Oh, my God. Um, We first started seeing mentions of Dragon Ball Hoshi around June 2011, which was around a year-ish into Dragon Ball Heroes existing. And really, all this was was the new take on AF, except folks would use the animation from the one-minute intros to the arcade missions from Dragon Ball Heroes as footage from either a new episode or this is the the new anime the new opening animation to Dragon Ball Hoshi uh, and because the missions were regularly updated every couple months there was always new animation coming out and folks who weren't up on the latest news from Japan could very easily be tricked into believing this especially when you think about YouTube of the era where videos are still only limited to what five minutes ten minutes at, mm-hmm. at max so you could have your hour-long dissections of where all this stuff came from you had to know that you know DiceX was updating about Dragon Ball Heroes and here are the things that are going on and here's where this all comes from. So there's not one individual thing to point to here, um, but I did dig up uh, our original forum thread where it seems like people started talking about Hoshi. It's amazing. I can search the word Hoshi on our forum and find the first post that uses that that word outside the context of like star or planet or celestial being something right. like that it's it's wild that we can do that um so can i turn it over to you dragon ball hoshi you were obviously a, a dragon ball fan of this era get were you were you a hoshi stan i am not a hoshi stan and it's something that is not on my radar at all this <laughs> but is crazy of course, at that time i was keeping up with the different you know heroes opening okay. that were happening or the or the raging blast or the ultimate tenkaichi or what have you sure at the yeah, time. yeah so i knew what i was looking at yeah if it came my way and then i would just write it off as some <laughs> rando facebook post and go about <laughs> my day it's so funny i feel like this hoshi just had this it was like it was its own being. I, I don't even know how to properly describe Hoshi. It absolutely was this giant, mysterious entity that, like AF, we like we kind of don't know where it came from. Like, who was the first person to use the word Hoshi to name this? We don't know. That, that stuff is lost. It's like on our form, we can track down the first usage of it. But by that point, it's already like a known named thing. And so much of the Internet has been lost that we there's no way we can find out yeah. who named Dragon Ball Hoshi. If you are the first person, step forward. Yes, we would love to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get to bring proof though. Um, so knowing that, yeah, lots of heroes footage. You mentioned Ultimate Tenkaichi, Ultimate Blast. That one got passed around a lot as well because it was so well animated and had Hedgehala in the background. Um, if you want to assign uh, a rating to this, just concept alone, what would you give it? I mean, it's the re- like the rebirth of AF. Yeah. So I give it AF out of five. Perfect. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> All right. This next one is a a news one and a text-based news one. And this was the impetus for uh, changes in the way that we reported news 
on Kanzenshu, um, which was that until we physically had something in our hands to refer to, even if someone that we absolutely trusted told us something, we generally wouldn't post about it. Um, unless we could independently verify and corroborate something. So in May 2012, uh, news posts went up on a variety of gaming websites, including Kimatsu, I believe, um, announcing that Sparking Omega, Budokai Tenkaichi 4, <laughs> was coming out for the PS3 and 360 that year. Um, it was cited from the current issue of VJump, which at that point I was not regularly purchasing every month. Uh, I think 2011 was episode of Bardock, so I got like individual issues for that. But it wasn't until we knew that Battle of Gods was coming that Julian and I started like, okay, every issue we're going to get. And so, you know, I have going back to 2012 at this point, the entire, <laughs> this last 10, 11, 12 years of, of V-Jumps. Um, so I couldn't corroborate it, but these sites that I trusted not just from a Dragon Ball perspective, but from like a general video game news perspective, they all posted about it. So, all right, well, you know, we, we said the same thing. This We said that this thing was announced in this issue of Egypt and was coming. Turns out this was a post on a Japanese, you know, 4chan, that, that style of thing, two channel, mm-hmm. um, that this particular user had been trying for years to regularly repost this and get, I think, specifically American news sites to pick up on it and roll with it. And this just happened to be the time that Gamatsu and some of the other sites picked it up and rolled with it. And we got duped. So this was not ever really on my radar either, particularly because I don't like the Sparking games. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so. News of a new one I was not um, really paying attention to. But when I looked at the way... When I read up on this one, yeah. and that this has Japanese origins, yeah. it mm-hmm. immediately made me think back to the AF prank, sure, in which you guys hid all the anything anyone could possibly need to know that it was fake in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And how, because I think about this kind of thing sometimes, how destructive you could be as a Japanese fan of the series mm-hmm. towards the American audience, because it seems like the understanding of an American fan is that if I hear something from someone who is in Japan, then that is true. And uh, you could do a lot of damage as this person was trying to do. And you know what? I respect it. <laughs> I respect the hustle there. Uh, I want to correct myself. It wasn't Gematsu. Maybe Gematsu did, but just clicking through, it was um, Andrea Sang and Silicon Era that, that at least those two posted about this. Silicon Era, like if they posted something, it was real. They, they kept up with all the Japanese blogs. Um, yeah, it was cited from the uh, 2012 issue number seven. So the July 2012 issue of V-Jump, even with the correct release date and everything, is this is coming. Just think what could happen if Julian ever turns evil. I I mean, I've actually thought about this just like just like a tiny little thing, like not even an important news story, but just writing something, just saying it was from V-Jump and even putting up a picture from a V-Jump page, but like no one will read it in Japanese other than yeah. Julian, Ian, Jake. <laughs> sure, there are other folks that read Japanese, but we could just say the most innocuous thing and just roll with it. There could be people out there who legitimately hold their phone up and run Google Translate on things, and they might be able to go, well, it's something, it's talking about panties, but I thought this is about something else. (laughs) Right. Well, there was that kind of thing. God, we ran. Oh, my goodness. What story was that? Tracking the sources. Beerus, FTL, a vibrator, and you. So this was a Google Plus user named Wade Strine made the following post November 26th within the Battle Kingdom community with a uh, citation about how Beerus was the first character. It's always about strength. How Beerus was the first character to be faster than light and underlining a part in Japanese where it actually says Beerusu something. And so the the text that they they used, if you like reverse the polarity on it, you can like track back the English that they wrote it into Google Translate to get the Japanese from it. And then if you look at the surrounding text, it's taken from a vibrator review. Before I married my current husband, I used this out of interest when I saw it at a love hotel. It felt so good. I had it used on me every time I went to one. After nine years of marriage, I was dissatisfied with my married life, which is... And so that's the text in this. So that's the kind of thing that people use. God, maybe this should have been its own entry. I'm officially making the vibrator uh, beer is faster than light. A its own new entry on this list. Uh, Ken, what do you give the vibrator one for a score? Oh, that's an infinity out of 10. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, we're just changing scales here. Even <laughs> Okay. Um, so infinity out of 10, five, I forget what the scale five, was yeah. uh, for infinity. the vibrator. That's just, that's beyond brilliant. Okay. That is like, 
so left field. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew the community they were targeting. Uh Uh-huh. Is perfect. I love it. Uh, then going back to Sparking Omega, what do you give that one? Uh, well, so I did talk about my respect for this guy um, for <laughs> going after the Americans. So, and I guess not necessarily right after just the Americans, but he was trying to get it to catch on in Japanese communities as well. But how quickly people fall for that kind of thing. And I respect the hustle because he like wouldn't give up on it. Yeah. So five out of five. Five out of five. All right. Well, we arrive at the new series announcement. April 2013. Yesterday in Japan, the new Dragon Ball Z movie Battle of Gods was released and was a great success and received lots of support. In a press conference, Akira Toriyama declared that due to the success of the movie, he will be planning a new Dragon Ball Z series with better technology and animation with possibly over 200 new Dragon Ball episodes. Dragon Ball Z is returning. And this started going around and was quickly supplanted by a version, which includes a dude screaming, taking off his shirt and running away. And in the last frame, you see a butt crack. I always loved this one because at the time, I, too, was a Target employee. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a Target shirt. That sure is. And I, too, wish I could rip my shirt off and quit. But there's so much prophecy (laughs) in this (laughs) fake. But it's also Coupled with the fact that they are presenting Toriyama at a press conference yeah, yeah, due to the success of a movie. Which just came out like that day, that week. But even then, them talking about him using better technology and animation really reminds me of the way he was talking about superhero Yeah, before we rounded that corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we did get super right after this. Well, in a couple of years, but... Right, and, and we know now that they had absolutely no plans to do a TV series, so this wouldn't right. have been in the cards upon the release yeah. of Battle of Gods. They definitely hoped they could do a new movie after this, which they did, and that indirectly led to a new TV series, haphazardly. Um, this this was huge. This was everywhere. Um, multi, 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 multi-page thread on our forum at the time that I was able to track back. Um, it originally hitting there in April 2013, right, right around the release of Battle of Gods. What do you give this one for a score? Well, I want to also give a score to Julian doing research on such a silly picture. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I think Julian. Incredible. That's 2013 yeah. Julian right there. Yeah, because this if this kind of image got passed around now, I don't think anyone would pay it any mind no. of that sort. So five out of five to Julian. And then on this one, uh, I really have to get, I'll give this one the seven out of five for the seven Dragon Balls because okay. this one ended up, uh, this guy knew something. <laughs> he knew. God, this image is just burned in my retinas. Yeah, it it looks like one of my my friends. (laughs) That's great. It's weird. All right, so we jump ahead. We're not quite at Super, but we will be. And that's because this is an image of tights. This one comes to us from February 2015. So we're not at Super yet. We're actually still in the Resurrection F promotional cycle. This purports to show tights from Jocko, the Galactic Patrolman. Uh, showing up in Resurrection F, which uh, at this point we wouldn't have known that Jocko was going to be in the movie. And so this image is is styled to look like, I I actually said super Blu-ray pamphlets, but it's probably like the, I don't know, the Resurrection F. What even guides would there have been at the time? We wouldn't have had volume F, so this probably would have been, I mean, I look at this green and that sure looks like a a super um, Blu-ray pamphlet, but uh, I'm struggling to think of what other like printed media that would have pulled this from at the time, which I think kind of like lends it a little bit of credibility. Um, so this is supposed to be tights and even the, the text is cobbled together from Japanese Wikipedia and it's got good in and his little police outfit there. And we got, you know, a finger showing us something on the page and they're like, Hey, here's tights. And it says tights. It sure does. Um, thing is, this is, uh, an edited image of Bianca from Dragon Quest V. And it's, it's not a lot of people would know that at least not American fans. That's a shame. <laughs> when I looked at this image again today for the first time in a while, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely Bianca. And then I, I dragged out a copy of Dragon Quest V to compare the image. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely that in the right pose. This person did more work on the image than I originally thought they did. Like it's the exact same pose, but they, they made the eyes more classic Dragon Ball-ish where they're not as like Kanzenban artwork era detailed. Um, it's mm-hmm. just the kind of like three quarters circle with the, the black dot in there. Um, they changed her outfit. You know, they took her little cape turban thing off there. Um, they put her in a different colored dress. So it's a little better than I remember it being, but I just, at the time I remember looking at it going like, yeah, that's Bianca. That's, that's not tights. 
Something about this image was really feeling off to me when I was looking at it. Okay. And so I went and I looked at what tights looks like in Jocko. Yeah. And in this picture, she is wearing a variation of what she wore in Jocko. Mm, yeah. And that's just not how Toriyama operates. Yeah. He would make a new outfit for sure. Bulma had like 55 outfits in all of Dragon Ball. She almost never wore the same things. Mm -hmm. And so if Toriyama was designing an adult version of tights, she would not be wearing anything. And as we saw later in Super, she's not wearing anything even remotely close yeah. to what she she's wore. Wearing like overalls or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and her haircut is a tomboyish type yeah. haircut. And yeah. yeah. It's now, what all does the description here say? If I remember, and I don't, you know, I, I can't necessarily read it, but I believe it was just like her Jocko bio kind of edited okay. and, and fit in here. So it is text about tights. For me, it was a, a one out of five because I immediately recognized it. <laughs> but if you were to give it kind of like your own ranking in a bubble here, looking at it today, what would you give it? I'd say about three out of five. Um, the, the way they changed Bianca to look like tights and keep tights' eyes in there yeah. and then even though I don't agree with this choice, they kept like the costume elements of what she wore then. I think it's extremely clever. And again, another instance of these people being able to read the tea leaves yeah. of what was happening, you know, like, like Battle of Gods was eventually going to lead to a new TV show. Tights introduced in Jocko, these new two new characters who end, their book ends with a chapter directly tying into Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we see them again? Yeah, and I think a lot of fans complained at the time about like, Tice hasn't been a part of this story. No one's mentioned her. Why would she show up all of a sudden? It's like, this is how Toriyama uses his characters. They're all these little like action figures for him to pull out of his toolkit. And, oh, I like this one recently. Let me use it. Oh, I haven't used this one forever. I'm going to pull them back out. That's just how he operates. We're jumping ahead to fairly modern here. Um, October 2022, the Dragon Ball Disney Plus series... Dragon Ball New Journey. Now, this is a pretty hysterical one because unlike some of the others, this was a nefarious stealing of something to then prop up as news, as opposed to inadvertent, you know, just floating around without any context. Um, this image goes up from someone on Twitter. I'm not going to necessarily name them, give them attention. Just says, we don't want this ugly-ass Goku crying emoji. And it's a CG image of what's clearly a young Goku, kind of Pixar, Disney, CG-inspired-looking character, Disney Plus logo, Dragon Ball New Journey, pretty decent font selection there. Kind of reminds me of like Jungle Bookish <laughs> kind of mm. style. It's just stolen fan art. Um, person Van Rose put it up. A little piece of Dragon Ball fan art I've been working on. And um, someone just took it and slapped a logo on it and pulled a prank. If they were to do a 3D Dragon Ball movie, again, <laughs> but more like in the Pixar style, this looks beautiful. It's amazing. The, I yeah, love the it. The image itself, the fan art. Is I love to see Dragon Ball in different styles. Like when we look through that 30th anniversary book, yeah. it's all the different manga artists drawing Toriyama stuff. What's the worst part about this hoax itself is this guy's dark attitude. Mm -hmm. Like that he stole the art and put a logo on it is one thing, but the way that he it, he comes out aggro <laughs> with, we don't want this ugly ass Goku. You know, I don't know. That was a little bit of a piccolo a little bit <laughs> right there, but what's a, you know, attitude check, man. Come on. Yeah. 113.3 thousand likes, 7,000-ish retweets, about 4,000-ish quotes. It's just sad to see, you know, the the original doesn't have anything. Yeah, the original doesn't even have 10,000 likes on it. It's it's just more of the, well, what we see constantly, the modern internet bravado, fake bravado. I got to get attention. I got to be angry about things. I'm doing it for the lols. Ha ha. Look at me. I shit on this person. You know, Fuck you and fuck that. And and so with that in mind, we're not even going to give this a score. Um, Ken, you're going to rank the original artwork. Oh, five out of five. Five out of five. Perfect. Fan Rose, five out of five. So we got uh, a couple more here that are a little undated. Um, I'll be honest, I just didn't have the time or the inclination to track down some original dates for some of these. Um, Lon Lon, I, apparently I talked about this in 2017 with Jake on the podcast, but the, uh, the fake... Again, made up, not real backstory for this character was that Toriyama originally planned to have Lan Lan at the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai rather than Cyborg Tao Pai Pai. And this would be Tao Pai Pai's daughter, 
Lon Lon. Uh, and so we get a piece of artwork here that looks not quite like Toriyama's artwork, but we get it on this textured background and we get this portrait style and then we get her clearly doing a dodompa and then we get a colored full-size artwork over on the side. Um, I didn't go back and listen to this podcast. I wish I did. So I don't have the full context here, but uh, I just remembered it kind of like last second when I was putting the outline together. Uh, what do you think about Lon Lon's artwork? I love the art. I think it's, if this was coming out now and getting shared around now, I would definitely be able to tell it wasn't Toriyama. I mean, first of all, Toriyama doesn't draw like this anymore, but even yeah. at the time, there's a certain je ne sais quoi about Toriyama's art. You know, I, I would say that the sketches, the black and white ones here are closer. Yes. There's just something to the way that he draws yeah. that no one, not even, you know, uh, Yamamuro in his prime, Nakasuru, no one can replicate the way that Toriyama draws. And I would say maybe the closest to it for certain reasons might have been Toyable during AF, yeah. but he was also yeah. doing a lot of tracing back then. I just, I, I love this. I love the idea of it. It's the kind of thing that if this, if this character showed up in the next arc of Super. Yeah, wouldn't bet an eye at it. I, I would be like, absolutely, yes. Yep. It's the kind of thing you would love to see because not only is it an interesting idea, but it also fleshes out Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, I love it. I think she's such a cool looking character. Five out of five. Five out of five. There you go, Lon Lon. You're five out of five. Uh, I don't have a specific example for this. I know there's one that we have up in the Battle Power Guide, but that's the fake power levels in general whether they be text listings or even mocked up images of them you know here's some power levels from v-jump so what v-jump does and that doesn't look anything like a v-jump page you don't know what v-jump is you're counting on other people and not know what v-jump is this stuff it was a lot more prevalent many years ago you know 20 years ago even 10 years ago i don't think you see it as much anymore um but they're bad they're all bad i have spent so much time with the different guidebooks now that I know what to look for in a battle power guide. I know how far that battle power guide should go for the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't ever really go past Frieza. Well, that's the thing. Like the the one that we have up on the the guide in particular, like cuts off at the bottom of the screen. So like, you can see the top parts of some characters that shouldn't have battle powers, but it doesn't show what they are. That's cute. I yeah. like that. <laughs> that's a, a, a fun way. But it's as long as it's all in good fun then it's okay. It's just, you know, if you're trying to be incendiary, that's all right too, I think, but you have to be fun about it. You it's all fun. It's all fun at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. If you're not having fun, then please stop. Like the ugly ass Goku person. None of that. Get out of here with that. All right. So that was my list that I came up with. We tossed out on Twitter here, as opposed to things like our 2004 AF prank, um, what are some of the biggest or even perhaps still more most pervasive Dragon Ball hoaxes that come to mind for you? Things meant to confuse or fake out as announcements, etc. cetera. Uh, and Ken, the first response here comes from someone named Ken. Yeah, Ken says, uh, every time a DB influencer claims that a Tooper anime announcement is right around the corner. No, for real this time, guys. You just got to believe me. They're going to announce it any day now. Nova says the temptation is to immediately respond Dragon Ball Super anime returning, but something tells me that it's only so flagrant in my mind because it's so current. Interested to see the responses. Uh, I love that. Um, let's see. Ale Super Fane um, just posts, uh, let's say, a YouTuber's image that says Dragon Ball Super returning July 2019. Yep. <laughs> there are a bunch of other ones, though. Uh, that is, the, the Super returning is. That's crossed over into folks don't want to hear the shit anymore at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's always coming, and then it's oh, it's coming as a web show. Oh, uh -huh. it's coming. It's gonna. It's they're gonna announce it at San Diego Comic Con, guys. We, we promise. Uh, Goku Day. Yep. Oh no, no, next Goku Day. That's when this one's coming for sure. For sure. Yeah, t tonight at the Sandland premiere, mm -hmm. even though it's a different studio, yeah. Toys announcing <laughs> Dragon Ball's coming back. A couple good ones here. Uh, Jason says, didn't y'all do a prank where it was peel off in the old GT game? I remember people spreading that around back in the day like it was real. Yeah, that's the thing where, um, you know, we, we took what existed and built onto it, and then it took on a life of its own there, too. Uh, second letter B, the press conference Toriyama gave announcing 200 episodes of... Dot, 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 question mark. I love that these are the things that have just been like burned in our memories. I like this one. Mike, different Mike. Gozar says, Funimation saying that the Dragon Box license included the movies. I love how Mike 
places that in the category of hoaxes as if Funimation was bamboozling us at that time. So for those of you who don't remember, Funimation had an actual press release when they announced the Dragon Boxes, and it specifically said the TV series and movies, and we never got those. So the question is, did they actually have it? Did they not know what they were saying? Who wrote that press release? Who approved that press release? Did plans change? It's Dragon Box and movies right around the corner with Tuper from Crunchy. If I had to guess, plans changed. When you you remember how those Dragon Boxes were like, it's inconceivable to think of now, but were like $25 each on sale yeah. at times yeah. because people, I guess, weren't buying them. Mm-hmm. Something we've talked about ad nauseum here on the show is they poison the market with all of their releases. So yeah, thanks for that, Funimation. Um, Psycho No Fusion, Sparking Omega sticks in my mind specifically because of the recent new Budokai Tenkaichi announcement. Yeah, that, that's one of those things. Like if you stick with it long enough, the Sparking Omega guy's over there in the corner just like doing a victory lap around his internet. Mm-hmm. He finally did it. Yep. He knew. Conjured it into existence. So uh, let's see. I, I'm not going to pronounce this. Y-V-N-G-H-O-V says this, and it's a link to Dragon Ball Hoshi HD Brand New World. Now, Ken, I have not clicked this video. I'm interested in what the date on it is. Let's click. So this looks like Ultimate Tenka Ichi footage 11 years ago, January 25th, 2012. That's late for Hoshi. And it's set to the One Piece opening Brand New World, which is, I think, one of the better openings. It even says in the description, it's with the music from One yeah. Piece. <laughs> Shinobi 03, what was known as Dragon Ball Hoshi, fake clips. Yep, yeah, it was so prevalent. You had to bleep out the name in the podcast episode. Wow. <laughs> The things people remember about the podcast is hilarious to me. So can we have one more here? And this one, I I feel like it's tickling something in the back of my head that I definitely remember seeing at some point. And I I barely remember this. But Crondis says, Crocky God, generally speaking, hoaxes and fake leaks from the 2014 era lead up to Resurrection F always come to mind when I think about the topic. So much speculation and unfortunately misinformation back then on what Freeze's new form was going to be. Fun times. And we get this watermarked image that is flipped horizontally that even if you don't know Japanese, there's F in there, which (laughs) is flipped. And we get this like mutant monstrous Frieza-ish design that looks like it's something out of a Gintama parody. Yeah, I'm even trying to just decipher the head. Yeah. But the thing about this picture is that if you're going to do a fake design for something, you have to understand any era of Toriyama's design principles. Yeah. And this is just not in there at all. This does. This looks like something from Alien or Predator. Yeah. It, it looks like something maybe from a, a GT at best era. Um, what this reminds me of are those stage live shows where we got extra forms of Frieza and Broly where they were mm. genuinely monstrous and, and mutant looking in design. Um, so I don't know if they took any inspiration from that. Um, but Ken, because this is one that was not originally on the list, I, I got to ask, what what ranking would you give this one? So I appreciate the watermark. The watermark always makes it seem like yep, yep. It's, it's it's important. I shouldn't be posting this. I might get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I got to give this one a two out of five. I just, it really, I have no issue with the art, but just passing this off without the understanding of, of Toriyama. But wasn't Golden Frieza announced alongside Super Saiyan Blue because of those little keychains? I think so. I'd charms. have to go back and, and chart when that came from and when this image came out. Yeah. I feel like those all happened at the same time. The thing that was kept under wraps was Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when we got the uh, cover of Volume F, they actually faked it and they put a regular Vegeta on there. And then when the, mm-hmm. the actual volume came out, it's like, oh shit, Vegeta has blue too. We didn't even talk about Red Goku. Yeah. Do you want to talk about candies and things? Yeah. So there was... <laughs> Some like chocolate figure shaped like Goku, but on the on the box it was there was a picture of Super Saiyan Goku, but he was red. Yeah, and just there was some a short period of time of speculation about if there was going to be a red Goku, but then there was also kind of a red Goku in the Limit Break Survivor opening. So it was just oh yeah, yeah, there was a lot of confusion back in those times and still today as well. Actually, it reminds me, um, before Battle of Gods, before they, before they revealed Super Saiyan God, we actually saw Super Saiyan God. It was like this uh, tour footage going into Toei, and they had Super Saiyan God Goku on 
like this doorway and they went through it and they just continued onward. But at the time we're like, oh, okay, yeah. he's going to use Kaioken in the movie or something like that. And like, oh shit, no, that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Japan does not care about spoilers. No, not at all. I mean, to, to a degree, as long as it's under, you know, their control. That's right. why I care about it. Well, Ken, we looked at a lot of stuff, um, a wonderful <laughs> bout of, of history, of pranks, of hoaxes more than pranks here. Um, some of them good, some of them bad. Really only one kind of like actively hateful one here. The rest all either misunderstood or taken out of context or, you know, I'm trying to do this as a joke and it just took on a life of its own. This gets easier and it gets harder at the same time as time goes on. Because like you said, we expect crystal clear stuff. And so to give it that air of legitimacy, you kind of take it off screen, tilt it a little bit. Um, I didn't even bother throwing this one on here, but that like jump stars Ultimax thing that was going around, like that's yeah. clearly a fake. That's not how that stuff shows up. But that's the zeitgeist thing is you attach onto people's hopes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would it take for something to really take off right now? I don't know, but I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> um, because like I, when I do my photoshops, yeah, right. I'm always challenging myself to do something like when we do Mario Kart nights, right. I was yeah, always yeah. upping my ante with my different outlines or, or, or overlays I was doing yeah. until we had the Kenkaichi Budokai. <laughs> right. And then I had to call it a day. So like, for instance, when I did that fake floppy release thing, yeah, that yeah. was 100% done on computer. There were, that was not a, photo or scan of anything hmm. but then i uh, after that i did an edit where as we all know viz translates vegeto as vegerot right and i took a photo of my book and then i edited the text and superimposed it and warped it to fit the page and then edited vegerot out so it said scrimblo bimblo <laughs> which is that. like Someone came up with a thing, and that's like their default name. I wish I could source back to who came up with it, but that was their name for like whatever console mascot character. Okay, yeah. Like how kind of in the way of Banjo Kazooie, okay. Scrimblo yeah, Bimblo. Yeah. And so I said like, oh guys, my translation's weird. Did they change this edit? And I had it. So he said, you know, my name is Scrimblo Bimblo or whatever the line is. So I'm always trying to up the ante that way. But I think what it's going to take now is animation and. But people like thanks to people like AJ, we have all become so familiar with the different styles of these animators and what to look out for. So we can mm-hmm. tell a Tate from a Shida, yeah. from a Shimanuki. We can tell these animators apart. And so if people really want to get in and make something fake, I think it's going to have to be animated because still photos are too easy. I'll tell you, (laughs) they're easy and I'm always going to get better at them, but they're easy. And if you just know enough, you can spot check that kind of stuff. But animation is different and, but you have to be able to really get into that person's style. And I think that they would probably have to use a new bespoke style Mm -hmm. because if you're going to try to do a Tate, you either perfect it or it's obviously not a Tate Rashida style. Yeah. And at that point, that's a whole lot of work. And how dedicated are you? Yeah. And and at that point, I would hope it's not nefarious and it would be, you know, a week later. Here's how I made it. Check out my, you know, I'm working on a a real cartoon for HBO or something. Like, please check out my work kind of thing. Yeah. And then they'll probably end up working on Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) If if one piece is any indication in the way they're they're taking Western animators now. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. We have... A couple other things to talk about, to discuss, to plug. Ken, there's a website. It's called Konzenshu. You can visit it at www.kanzensuu.com. Have you heard about these websites? I've heard about the Konzenshu. Oh, oh, this is the fucking Konzenshu. Oh, okay. Um, So you go there. uh, We have articles and and things that we post. Uh, We've been on a roll with new rumor guide entries, which I am very the bias, and uh, it's my favorite section of the site, and I love writing for it. Uh, So we have a couple new ones up there, and uh, uh, another one is on the way. That ties into the fact Konzenshu has a Patreon, patreon.com slash Konzenshu. Please support it. Really, it's it's solely for keeping the lights on every month. That's all we do. We don't talk a whole lot about it. Any support you give is appreciated. We love it. A patron poll just decided what the next rumor guide entry is. Um, I tossed out four potential ideas for one. Uh, and I was actually kind of surprised 
at what won the the poll there. I I was positive that the author of the Dragon Ball Super manga was going to win that, and I was kind of hoping it was because that one's mostly written, and I would have been like, hey, here it is. <laughs> it's, it's ready. Um, but what actually won was Tenshin Han's Alien Ancestry, tied in with the Three-Eyed People, um, which is great because I've been wanting to write that for a while, and I had all the stuff like sitting around and ready. I just had to write up the actual post on the site. Um, it's basically done. I just want to do a couple last checks on it. I think there's one more thing I want to insert in there. So thank you for the, um, the, the patron votes there. That kind of helped shape what the, the next article on the site was. We've been having some great conversations. Ken, you just learned from our Konzenshu patron chat that you were ripped off on Facebook. I was, yeah. Someone took a picture I drew posted it on facebook which is to be expected yeah you know uh when i when i put like a, i don't really watermark my art i just put my name on it because it bothers me when people don't put their names on their on their their pictures because i might save it and then i'll forget who did it you know and i want to go look them up later but someone took it off there but at the end of the day i don't care i already had my little 15 minutes of fame with that picture i love I it picked it's up so some good. new followers and and it's uh yeah I try when I do my art as well. I also try to tap into whatever zeitgeist at the moment, or just I don't know, Goku eating a bag of potato chips on the toilet. I don't know, whatever <laughs> comes to mind. Basically, someone posts it up, and you're like, "Hey, that's mine." <laughs> yeah, and that was, guys. One of the the perks to this Consensu uh, Patreon is the Discord chat, and we have so many great conversations over there. It's such a friendly group of people. Uh, it's it's a really just a warm community to be a part of it truly is i mean it's very self-selective at that point yeah. <laughs> um how it works one dollar is the hey i just want to help you out awesome five dollar is the let's chat level get you access to the discord that's it there's no like crazy bonus extra things we want to keep it simple it's just to help keep the lights on every month come join us we're gonna have a great time speaking of joining us ken uh, as we're recording i'll see you in 23 hours <laughs> Yes, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this continues every Saturday night over at twitch.tv slash VegitoEX. We play Mario Kart for a couple hours every Saturday night. Uh, I just put up the highlights from last week, so you can... Ch- well, by the time you're listening to this, we'll have already done this Saturday's. Uh, and then the upcoming Saturday, I know some folks will be out for Otacom, but I'll be around, I'm pretty sure, so I'll be streaming. Check us out. We also have a wonderful time with... A great batch of people, um, and sometimes we talk about Dragon Ball. Yeah, and if you if we're not talking about Dragon Ball and you want us to talk about Dragon Ball, uh-huh. then let us know in chat, and we will definitely address <laughs> it and argue how many when Piccolo's knees are little knobs and when they're not. And we can talk all about Metal Cooler. Yes, well, we have plans for that. Well, we need it. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so about that Ken talking things, uh, I once again have you on loan. Uh, we got a pod. After I was banned for my Bardock opinions, Randy jumped on the opportunity <laughs> and brought me into, we got a podcast. Uh, so I, we put new episodes out every two weeks. And then on the YouTube, I have been putting out older episodes, uh, that Randy never got around to up, uploading. So the I've classic been putting those out on YouTube. Yeah, the classics. Yeah. And we just put up the classic, uh, where Randy and Doug, shit all over um movie six metal Kula, uh and mike you and i do not exist in that world no, of, uh, of no. disliking that movie there are dozens of us dozens <laughs> uh, those are and, ob- objectively uh, wrong opinions yeah and at some point we will be revisiting the movie because at this point we've talked about it so much we have to uh and yeah in the latest episode that hasn't come out yet i do randy pulls a stunt and i tell him that he has now gone from having the option to have you on, Mike, for that episode, <laughs> to now he is required to have you on for that episode. Okay, perfect. So look forward to that. Excellent. Uh, I love it. It's Look, this extending community, I've mentioned this so many times, but there, there did come a point that Heath, Julian, Jake, and I were like, this is it. This is the end of our Dragon Ball friends and family. That's it. We met everyone we're going to meet. Yeah, this is great. And that didn't end. And and I'm so happy. I genuinely love, you know, as much as we shit on each other at times, I love all the time we spend playing games, chatting together, talking about Dragon Ball together. And I, I want you to know, and I know Randy knows this, and I know Doug knows this, and I know you know this, Ken, but like there's zero animosity whatsoever to the fact that you guys have a podcast. I am an avid listener myself, and I am furious that when you guys say something you can't hear me as i scream back yeah (laughs) yeah 
Well, we do talk about you and your website a lot. <laughs> so. so go check out We Got a Pod. Uh, I was trying once again to get us on opposite week schedules, and that just didn't work out for my schedule this month. So I will, again, try to do what I can. So like every week, maybe there's something you can listen to. And usually Ken's on it. So if you love Ken, that works out in your favor. And we're we're watching GT right now. You are? Yeah. So I've heard uh, yeah. that. That's that's a grand problem right there. Uh, it was. L- listen, uh, I really like those first 15 episodes and 16 through 18. Take a turn. <laughs> I'm dying to hear what y'all have to say about some of those upcoming ones, because I remember yeah. that. Oh, and so after we record these episodes, I then go and I listen to the Consentia <laughs> review of Awesomeness just to see where you guys were at that time. Yeah. And it's so funny listening to the one for 16 through 18 and you start the episode off. Well, talking about something else, and then it's yeah. April Fool's kind of in December. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But then you, you're you like, all right, Super exists now. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just great because we talk about Super a lot because we live in a post-Super anime world. And we're so far in now that it's just it's impossible yeah, for us to talk about GT without being like, well... We really like what we're doing here because we're so emotionally damaged from having to suffer through all the tournament of power that we'll take what we can get. And then it's that, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best place we got a pod. You got on YouTube. It's on all the podcast apps. Just search it up and find I th- it. I Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So we're definitely on Spotify and YouTube. That's for sure. Sounds good. All right. If we get a pod, consent you. That's going to wrap us up for this episode. And tonight. Uh, I'm going to go play either FF16 or more Zelda. What do you got going on for games right now? I'm playing FF7 for oh, the right. first time. Yeah. So I will probably, uh, I'm almost done with the remake stuff. So Cool. All right. We'll talk about that tomorrow night then. All right. Most likely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is konzenshu.com. Check out patreon.com slash konzenshu. Check out twitch.tv slash vegetoex. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>